I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're talking about allergies. Now, there's different types of allergies. There's food allergies, there's pollen allergies. Uh, and so we're going to talk about what an allergy is and the difference between an allergy versus a cold versus a flu versus COVID-19 and how you can determine what you have and then what steps you can take to get yourself healthy. Because the body is having an abnormal response to the allergen. We're going to talk about allergens and antibodies and all that, what those words mean. But your body's having an abnormal response. Why is it that I might have a different reaction in Garrett than Sierra? The body responds because your body is trained over time to respond to these things. But what we can do to mediate this damage is what, what the whole show is about today. So monitoring outdoor pollen might be helpful. You can watch the news and it'll say it's 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, whatever it is. And then you can say, oh, I'm not going to go outside today. Or maybe you're going to keep your windows closed. Those are good ideas, but it's a better bet to be prepared to tackle your allergies regardless of what the pollen count is. Sometimes it's not practical for you to avoid the pollen. I mean, it's in the air, you can breathe. Now you can get HEPA filters and you can keep the windows closed and you can clean the house. And these are all things that I do recommend you do, uh, but also I just wanna get your body healthy enough so that it can handle a lot of these things. Uh, vacuuming, of course, is important, but if you vacuum, you may bl blow dust into the air. Um, not a fan of carpets. If you've heard my shows before, I'm not a fan of carpets because carpets are just a breeding ground for viruses, mold, bacteria, and allergens. Uh, if you have the opportunity in your house or in your life, hardwoods or tiles, absolutely positively. Um, you've heard me say before, I have, I have a, a, a robot vacuum. Love my robot vacuum. I can turn it on, go out, come back. It's vacuumed the house for me. Take the dust, dump it out, recharge it, let it run again. Love those things. They're awesome. But that, that may help with the cleaning because some of the people say to me, well, Dr. Joe, when it's pollen season, I can't even clean my house because when I clean, the dust gets in my nose and it, it bothers me with the pollen. So having something like a robot vacuum might be a good idea. And then you just have to have a steam mop to clean everything up after that. So let's talk about what this allergy is. So allergies are your body's re reaction to particles that it considers foreign. So these particles are called allergens. An allergen is the thing that attacks you. The first time your body encounters an allergen, your plasma cells release something called immunoglobulin E or IgE, and that's an antibody specific to the allergen. So the antibody is the thing your body produces to attack the allergen. So IgE attack, attaches to the surface of something called mast cells. Another word, mast, M-A-S-T cells, which are found in great numbers in the surface of tissues, such as the skin of your mucous membranes, like your sinuses and your throat where they help mediate inflammatory responses. So the mast cell tells your body to produce inflammation. Mast cells release a number of important chemical mediators, one of which is called histamine. So the mast cells produce histamine when the allergen comes in contact with it to cause an inflammatory reaction. Second type, uh, second time your body encounters this, this allergen, within a few minutes, your mast cells become activated and release a powerful cocktail of histamines, leukotrienes, prostaglandins, which trigger the entire cascade of symptoms you associate. So the first time your body says, okay, what is this thing? Second time your body says, I know what it is. Let's respond to it. American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology say, one of the marvels of the human body is that it can defend against harmful invaders such as viruses or bacteria. 
In some people, the body reacts to harmless substances such as dust, mold, and pollen by producing an antibody called immunoglobulin E or IgE. When patients with one of the allergic diseases like rhinitis or asthma, rhinitis is inflammatory response of the sinuses, are exposed to these substances, the immune system then rallies its defenses, launching a host of complex chemical weapons to attack and destroy the enemy. So your body's responding and say, let's produce this, this uh, histamine or inflammatory reaction. In the process, some unpleasant and extreme cases, life-threatening uh, reactions occur. The allergic reaction may occur within the body, anywhere in the body, but it usually appears in the skin, the eyes, the lining of the stomach, the sinuses, the throat, and the lungs, places where special immune cells are stationed to fight off the invaders when they're inhaled, swallowed, or come in contact with the skin. What were, those, what were they called? Mast cells. So you're teaching you about uh, uh, cellular biology here. So if you're tired of suffering, through what should be one of the best times of the year, spring. I love spring. It's nice. It's warm. Not happy with the bugs sometimes. I'm going to go through several things that you can do to get your body ready. Number one, by far, you've got to get your digestive system working properly. Your stomach essentially has one major job. It has a lot of jobs, but one major job. And that job is your stomach takes proteins, which are can be allergens, dust, pollen, or meats, or dairies, or whatever the protein is. And it takes the proteins and it breaks it down into its core components called amino acids. The amino acids, or the partially bro broken down proteins, leave from your stomach, go into your small intestine, where your pancreas kicks in. And your pancreas releases more digestive enzymes, protease, these are chemicals that break down protein, and break it down to these little tiny amino acids, which in most cases are fine. That's exactly what you need. But if you're not breaking down your proteins properly, these big chunks of protein go from your stomach into your small intestine. Pancreas can't help anymore. Maybe it can only do so much. So these big chunks, relatively big chunks, of undigested proteins pass into the small intestine. Where the immune system says, wait a minute, I recognize amino acids, but I don't recognize them when they form a, a gang or group called a protein. And the immune system starts attacking it. So, so many allergy patients, myself included, suffer from digestive issues. So what might be symptoms of a digestive issue? Acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, even a rhinitis, the irritation of the sinuses, rhino meaning nose or rhinoceros, nose. It can irritate your sinuses. And a lot of people have sinus problems. They don't know where it's coming from. It's actually acid coming up into your throat and then up into your sinuses. So that becomes a big issue. So we at our offices, we oftentimes, oftentimes 85% of the time, have to work on a patient's digestive system. And what we need to do is take the stomach and pull it down away from the diaphragm. And if we're able to pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm, now the stomach is able to digest the food more efficiently. And so the stomach isn't going to reflux acid up into the throat anymore if we fix the stomach. It's able to break the proteins into amino acids, and you don't have that allergic, the allergic reaction because of these big proteins. So it's really important you digest your proteins properly. And so many cases, I've been in practice for almost 37 years now, patients come to us with digestive issues and allergies. We fix their digestive issues, the allergies go away. And they go, Dr. Joe, whatever you did, my allergies are gone. And I try to explain it to them what's happening, that's what it is. So if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, chronic cough, sinus issues, chances are you have to come see us and we need to fix your stomach. So it's not uncommon for us to do it. Like I said, about 85% of our patients have it, easy to do. Another thing you can do to help your digestive system, which can help your allergies, is stay away from proteins that are hard to digest. The hardest proteins to digest are animal proteins. That would be meat, butter, cheese, yogurt, eggs, ice cream. 
very hard to digest. So step number one, you want to fix the digestive system. Step number two, you want to take the stress off the digestive system. And you do that by not putting those hard to digest proteins in the body. Number one food allergen is what? Dairy. Number two food allergen, wheat. Why are dairy and wheat so uh, have such high allergic responses? Because of the proteins, either gluten or the casein, that are found in the wheats and the dairies that are causing the body to react. We're not breaking these proteins down properly. As you get older, your digestive system gets weaker. Everything gets weaker, unfortunately. So if your digestive system isn't breaking down foods like it used to, you need to A, eat easier to digest foods, which would be fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, staying away from the hard to digest proteins, the animal proteins, and eating something raw at every meal. Now, when I say raw, broccoli, cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, salad, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, these are supplements that everybody should be taking every day anyway, but they're made with raw materials, and the raw materials have something in it called enzymes. The enzymes help break down the proteins further so they don't cause the allergic reactions in many cases. So fixing the stomach, number one, getting the diet right, number two, and getting the raw food in the diet are really the key points that you have to take away from this if you have allergies. Then when your body is exposed to pollen or whatever, you're going to most likely have a less severe reaction. Again, patients come to us all day, every day. We fix their diet, we fix their digestive system, we fix their spine because the nervous system controls everything and the nervous system is surrounded by the spine. And now you have a, an amazing protocol for allergies. Because again, usually allergies are just annoying, but they could ultimately become deadly. Now, if you have a serious allergic reaction to let's say shellfish and you have to carry an EpiPen with you, always do that. Don't say, well, Dr. Joe said eat an avocado and I'm not gonna have to worry about my shrimp anymore. Didn't say that. What I'm saying is be smart but be proactive as well. Do everything you can to calm the body down. In most cases, it's amazing. So you'll be happy with that. So you gotta fix the gut. Uh, if these proteins get into the, these undigested proteins get into the small intestine, they can irritate the lining of the small intestine, causing essentially little tears or openings in between the cells. That's called leaky gut syndrome. 30 years ago, more than that, I was talking about leaky gut syndrome. Poo poo, no such thing. You know what you're talking about. Now, it's a medical condition. Of course, it's a medical, it was always a medical condition. It just wasn't being recognized. That's why when you listen to these shows, you get information that's so far ahead of what's in mainstream media and what's being announced to everyone else. So that's why when you listen to these shows, you have a, a leg up on everybody on getting well and staying well, because that's my goal is teach you the things that are going to become mainstream. And in fact, I, Garrett keeps threatening to make me do this. I have a list of things called Dr. Joe is right. And I keep adding things to the Dr. Joe is right column. Uh, even with COVID-19, I talked about how you have to have zinc. And zinc, when it gets into the uh, virus, binds to the virus and prevents it from replicating. Weeks later, it was announced nationally, you need to, to, need to have enough zinc. Now, they never mentioned where to get zinc from. Foods like chickpeas, pumpkin seeds, spinach, great sources of zinc. Never mentioned, just said take zinc. Now, the average person came to me and said, Dr. Joe, where to get my zinc from? It's like, well, I know where to get my zinc from. You get it from foods. You can get it from supplements too. Dr. Joe's Essential Source, of course, is a great source of zinc. Um, it has the minimum requirements of zinc every day. But these are things that we add to the Dr. Joe is right column. And when I talk about digestive, digest, digestive issues, leaky gut syndrome, it's coming around, but you guys are way ahead of the game. So we're talking today about allergies. And of course, the, the ultimate thing is limit your, your exposure to the allergen. So if you have a reaction to wheat or dairy or pollen, don't do that. Well, wheat and dairy is easy. You just don't eat wheat and dairy. But pollen is kind of a little tougher. 
So here's a couple of tricks I want you to do when it comes to pollen issues. Number one, avoid clothing made of synthetic fibers. They can produce an electric charge when rubbed that attracts and makes pollen stick to you. Isn't that crazy? The pollen can actually stick to you because you're wearing synthetic fibers. Uh, better options include natural fibers like cotton. Who would ever thought that? That's a Dr. Joe was right column. That'll be, that'll be mainstream stuff pretty soon. Exercising outdoors, of course, I love being outdoors. I love doing gardening. I love going hiking, uh, uh, kayaking. Exercise outdoors before dawn in the late afternoon or the early evening because the pollen counts are usually lower at that time. So if you get up really early, if you like getting up early like I do, get out and do your exercises then if you can. Intense exercise may be best to do indoors because you're going to breathe heavier. If you're breathing heavier, of course, you're going to inhale a lot more pollen. Wearing gloves and a mask while gardening. Well, that might have been a strange thing a while ago, but now wearing masks and gloves is not that uncommon. So if you wear a mask and gloves during gardening, perfectly fine with that too. Of course, the N95 filter mask is the best because that filters out most things if you can get one of those. Also avoid touching your eyes uh, when done and make sure you shower right afterwards. Now, if you're out in the pollen and you, ha you when I come home, if it's a poll polleny day, I'll jump right in the shower. Because it's in your hair, and if you lay down on your bed, you get the pollen in your pillow, you inhale it, your hair is right there. So you want to get that pollen off your body as quickly as you can, and then wash your clothes. Don't wear the same clothes over and over again because they're coated in pollen. Reduce your exposure to indoor allergens may also reduce your risk of outdoor allergens. So the indoor allergens are chemicals, uh, perfumes, hairsprays, carpet cleaners, uh, uh, scents that you use for your dryer sheets, for your, your clothes soap, for your hand soap, for your dish soap, for your clean body soap, for your shampoos. We've done shows in the past on the dangers of chemicals and environmental toxins. I think we did one, uh, Is Your House Killing You? Uh, so you can go to our website, drjoe.com. We have over a thousand hours of podcasts there and type in allergies, type in household cleaners, and you'll be amazed what you find. We have, like I said, so many audio and video. So if you're a video person, you like, uh, you learn by visual, Watch the videos. If you're an audio person, you want to take it along with you when you're out exercising or driving, listen to the podcast there. So many people go to our website on a daily basis and listen to our podcast because there's so much information there. We also have blogs. Uh, I've probably written articles on topics. So chances are, if you have an issue, we've done a show on it. So just type in what you're looking for in the search bar, hit enter, and you're probably going to find a ton of information on there. Uh, but again, reducing the chemicals that you're exposing to yourself in the house can help dramatically with other outside allergies as well. Uh, improve your indoor air quality. Remember, va uh, vacuum regularly. That's why I like my robot vacuum because if it does create dust, I'm not in the house to pick it up. Uh, dust your furniture. HEPA, HEPA, HEPA air filters for your vacuum cleaner are great. Leave your shoes by the door to avoid tracking dirt through the house. That's really important. Okay, I, Whenever I come into my house, take my shoes off. I go to anybody's house, take my shoes off. I feel so weird wearing shoes in a house. And I want you to get to that point in your life where wearing a shoe is not something that you want to do, uh, especially in your house because it becomes uh, an issue because you're dragging dirt all over the house. Uh, let's talk about some natural remedies you might want to consider for allergies, and this is important too. Uh, natural remedies, number of natural herbs and vitamins out there, and you might want to consider one of my favorites, hot peppers. Hot chili peppers, horseradish, hot mustards work as natural decongestants. In fact, a nasal spray containing capsaicin, which is derived from hot peppers, significantly reduced nasal allergy symptoms in one study in 2009. So you're not going to spray hot pepper up your nose, of course. But eating hot peppers is okay. Now, you might like it hotter than somebody else or less hot. That's fine. Whatever works best for you. 
We have a product, and in fact, we ran out of it, unfortunately, and we're trying to find a new manufacturer for it. It's called Dr. Joe's Seasonal Tonic. And what this is, is ginger, horseradish, cayenne, pepper, onion, and garlic. We puree that in an apple cider vinegar. And uh, we, I used to give it to my patients. I used to just give it out to my patients all the time. Uh, but it turns out that we couldn't do that because we didn't have a food license. So we had to get a manufacturer to do it. But since we ran out of it, Garrett twisted my arm. Garrett's my producer, by the way, if you don't know who Garrett, Garrett and Sierra are my producers. And he said, you need to do this. You need to put out a video on how to make this stuff. And so I actually, Garrett and I produced a video. It's on the website, drjoe.com. Uh, Garrett, you just look that up. Just yep. Yeah, we started out with just a, an image sharing the recipe and that everybody enjoyed it. So I made sure to get a, a video of Dr. Joe making it and, and how easy it is to make because it literally is two steps. Yeah. So And, and how would you find that on our website? Um, so on any of one of our social media pages right now, okay. uh, it's one of our top posts. Okay. And then on the website, we've got an article going out this week on the actual uh, seasonal tonic. So okay. it's the it's the image. It's a link to the video. And um, it's some, some extra info uh, in the actual article about the seasonal tonic, why you should take it, what it's good for, and breaks down each of the ingredients. Okay. So if they just type in seasonal tonic in the search bar and hit enter, they'll find it. Mm -hmm. All right. Garrett said so, so it must be true. Um, but that's something I want to give to you. That's what I'll give to you because you guys need to see, need to know these things. And uh, I have a jar sitting on my counter uh, at home. As a matter of fact, the one we made when we made the video, I made a big batch of it. And you just have to take about a teaspoon or two. You don't have to take a whole lot. Um, if you could take a tablespoon, it's great. Uh, I use habanero peppers. I probably used, I used two, which was probably too many because it's almost undigestible. It was so hot. But, you know, go gentle. Follow the recipe. And again, it's, it's just a guideline. You could add a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that, and maybe a little less pepper if you're a little sensitive to peppers. Uh, but that works really well uh, to help the body. And if you're having sinus congestion and you're just clogged up and you just can't breathe, wasabi. You've probably all eaten sushi at some point in your life. You get that green wasabi. By the way, that's not really wasabi. I found that out. Real wasabi has to come from a certain part of China and be processed a special way. It's like champagne. It has to come from Champagne, France. If it's not from Champagne, France, it's sparkling wine. So wasabi has to come from the wasabi area of China, whatever that is. And uh, so what we're getting is really just like a horseradish dyed green. Um, but... It's, it still works. If you take some of the commercial, what we call wasabi, and eat it, it's going to open up your sinuses. We've all done that. You eat too much of it. Like, whoa, man, my sinuses. That's what's ha That's okay. And you could try some of that from a medicinal standpoint. Wonderful for opening up your sinuses. Quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. You probably never heard that word before. Quercetin is an antioxidant that belongs in a class of water-soluble uh, plant substances called flavonoids. Now, flavonoids is a big group of, of nutrients. Um, they're not really vitamins per se. What a vitamin does, if you have a disease and I give you a vitamin, it helps the disease. So if I have scurvy, I take vitamin C, it helps the scurvy. So a vitamin is directly related to a disease. Flavonoids or bioflavonoids help the body function more efficiently, but not a specific disease necessarily. So quercetin, where's it found? Apples, berries, red grapes, red onions, capers, black tea. They prevent the histamine release. They're natural antihistamines. So if you're eating foods like apples, berries, red grapes, onions, red onions, capers, and tea, that can help oftentimes with a histamine reaction. So just something to consider. You can buy it in a supplement form as well. Just something to throw out there if you're having a histamine reaction. But once again, if you're having a histamine reaction, you want to stop the histamine reaction. And you do that by avoiding especially wheat, dairy, and of course, keeping your body clean with the pollen. Uh, butter burr. You may have never heard of this one. A lot of people use it for migraines. 
Uh, it's another natural antihistamine, Butterbur, B-U-T-T-E-R-B-U-R, is used to treat coughs and asthma as far back as the 17th century. So this is not new. It's been around forever. And there's compounds in Butterbur that help reduce the symptoms of asthma by inhibiting things called leukotrienes and histamines. So it inhibits your body from having this explosive reaction. Uh, one German study, 40% of patients taking Butterbur root extract were able to reduce their intake of traditional asthma medications. But there is a word of caution on Butterbur. I want you to know this. Butterbur is a member of a ragweed family. So if you're allergic to ragweed, marigold, daisies, chrysanthemums, you probably want to avoid Butterbur. So if you know you have a reaction to these things, don't take Butterbur. Also, raw Butterbur should never be taken because there's chemicals in there that can be toxic to your liver and your kidneys. So that's why you want to do a, a, a Butterbur, like a, a supplement base, but never take the raw one. Not that you're going to know what the Butterbur raw is anyway. Golden seal, very helpful for seasonal allergies. Laboratory studies suggest uh, berberine, which is the active ingredient in golden seal, is has antibacterial and immune-enhancing properties. Now, if you've listened to the shows before, I've mentioned berberine. Where have I mentioned berberine? Diabetes. Berberine is an amazing supplement to help diabetics. So if you go to our website, drjoe.com, type in diabetes. We've done a few shows on that. Chances are you're going to hear me mention uh, ber uh, berberine. It's the active ingredient in golden seal. So now you're learning a little bit about herbology here. Eucalyptus oil is great. My mother used to do this with me, eucalyptus oil. She just put a little drop under my nose uh, and it, it opens up your sinuses. Uh, another trick you can do is get some eucalyptus leaves, hang them in your shower. And then when you take a hot shower, it releases the eucalyptus into the air and that can help with the breathing as well. You can also put it in a diffuser, a couple of drops of uh, eucalyptus in a diffuser. That works really well. And this way you're inhaling it and that helps open it up. Uh, I, if, when I was a kid, my mother used to use a uh, Vicks VapoRub, and I still do it periodically. Uh, there's natural versions as well, but the Vicks VapoRub, you put it on your chest. I can remember being a kid, and I just saying it. I could feel my mother rubbing my chest, and then she'd wrap a towel around my neck and tuck it in my shirt, and then she'd tuck me in, give me a little kiss on the forehead, and it was wonderful. So I still don't have a problem with that. I think it's great. And if I start feeling a little scratchy throat or if I'm just feeling a little under the weather, something you might want to consider as well. That eucalyptus works great for opening everything up. Uh, vitamin C, you've heard everybody talk about vitamin C. It's a natural antihistamine. Uh, if you're taking things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source and you're eating a good diet, mostly of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, chances are you're getting enough vitamin C. Every, well, kind of every show, but periodically someone will send me a question, how much vitamin C should I take? Your body can only absorb so much of anything. So with vitamin C, you can do, reach something called your bowel tolerance. And what that means is if you take a vitamin C supplement and you start getting loose stools, that means you've taken enough vitamin C. You're not going to absorb any more. Taking more is not going to help you. You can cut back about 25% and see how you do. If you do well with that, that's the level that you should be taking. Now, you start with the recommended dosage, and then you kind of work your way up from there, uh, whatever recommended dosage is on the bottle. But when you take vitamin C, I always say make sure it's pure vitamin C and not ascorbic acid, which is only one-eighth of the vitamin C molecule. There's something else, too, called a neti pot. Now, I, I was using neti pots back in college because I, you know, I was a hippie kind of guy and I hung out with other hippie folks. And so a neti pot is the coolest thing. Now it's commercially available. Once again, it was a Dr. Joe was right. Way ahead of the curve when it comes to these things. A neti pot, it looks like a little teapot. It's the cutest little thing. And it's a simple technique to, to cleanse your sinuses and remove allergens. What you do is you pour water in one nostril and it flows out the other. I've even seen commercials on TV for them now, which is kind of cool. Uh, don't use tap water. Tap water may have chemicals in it like chlorine that can irritate your sinuses. Uh, if there's an, an amoeba or something like that in there that didn't get filtered out, you got to be careful with that. You want to use distilled water. 
sterilized or at least boiled and filtered. And uh, then you could add some special salt. If you buy a neti pot, there's special salt you can put in there. And as you pour the salt in one side, it flushes out the other side. I don't recommend doing this too often, like no more than once a day maybe, because you can flush out the good bacteria that's in your sinuses and you need the good bacteria to make the sinuses work. And if you want to make an appointment to come see us, in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We want to be your doctors. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you want to get, make an appointment, go to the website, drjoe.com. You can make an appointment right online, or you can call us, and we're more than happy to set you up an appointment. We work with most insurance companies, car accidents, sports injuries. We want to naturally get you well and keep you well. We want to get to the cause of your healthcare problem, not just treat the symptoms. Folks, we want to be your doctors. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.